everyone. We are so excited to welcome to another episode of Gathering Ground, Jacqueline Boyd, Vic Motherwell, and Jacob Frazier. And these are all key folks who have been working on the Leadership Institute, which we're very excited to present uh, as a joint venture uh, from Morton Group and the CARE Plan. So welcome to Gathering Ground. Thank you. Thank you. We're so thrilled to be here. Thanks for having us. So we'd love to start with... um, I'm going to start with you, Jackie, um, as the founder and owner of the CARE Plan. Tell us a little bit about your backstory. Absolutely. Uh, Well, at the tender age of 18, I started my career as a caregiver working in nursing homes and psychiatric facilities. I graduated from Loyola, and then I worked for the Department of Child and Family Services for a little bit, eventually landing back in senior care. After a number of years working for a home care agency, I was ready to go out on my own and really wanted to start a business that centers LGBTQ plus and black and brown communities to age well and to manage their health care needs. Uh, and through the years, we have evolved to provide care development services. So helping organizations to develop a culture of care uh, through retreat facilitation, ongoing culture change consulting, uh, and a variety of other services. And of course, um, you have worked quite a bit with Morton Group. Um, we're excited to um, do a little bit more work, right? Go deeper with the work, if you will, um, through the Leadership Institute. So Vic, why don't you tell us um, a little bit about your backstory? Well, thank you so much, Mary. I'm super honored to get to be here and be in such great company. My name is Victor Motherwell. Uh, I am the Director of Training with the CARE Plan. As Jackie mentioned, we've been doing some incredible work with other organizations around helping them build a culture of care. And I come to this work really at the intersections of social justice work, caregiving, and training and facilitation with a real specialization in working with LGBTQ plus folks, but in particularly with trans and non-binary communities. So that lineage lineage kind of spans about 20 years of work in community, particularly in curriculum development, group facilitation, and really focusing in on how do we create spaces in community where people feel truly seen and heard. And and that kind of dovetails beautifully with the work that we do at the CARE Plan. And I'm very, very proud to be in that work and also to have been along the CARE Plan ride since its inception and uh, in, in collaboration with the one and only Jackie Boyd. So that's my happy place. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And Jacob, who... You've played a key role in uh, helping us organize, and you're going to be a facilitator, and you're a project associate now at Morton Group, yet you started, and we are we, we are forever indebted to the CARE Plan, uh, because um, you, know, you were a referral from Jackie saying, you really, you really must meet him. He's really, he could be a huge, wonderful addition to Morton Group, and I would say Jackie was absolutely right. So tell us a little bit about your background. Yes, thank you, Jackie. Thank you for always supporting me and advocating for me. A little bit about my background. I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. And when I was growing up in Cincinnati, Ohio, I went to an arts high school and graduated from that arts high school and went on to get my BFA in dance from Point Park University. Um, From there, I moved to Chicago, where I danced professionally with Giordano Dance Chicago for five seasons. And then the COVID-19 pandemic hit, which kind of put a hard stop to my dance career and left me thinking, what am I going to do? And COVID-19, along with the murder of George Floyd, 
really led me to wanting to pursue my master of social work and do something beyond myself as an artist. Um, so I went to pursue my MSW and started my first internship at the care plan um, with Vic and Jackie. And then as Mary just said, transitioned over to Morton Group and uh, wrapped up my MSW, my second year concentration um, with my MSW and now I'm a project associate and I'm about to graduate in December with my MSW. Um, That's a huge accomplishment. Um, so congratulations again. So let's talk about the Leadership Institute. Um, this is an idea that uh, we've all been working on for almost a year, right? Um, and Jackie, why don't you talk a little bit about the the inception, if you will, of this idea and uh, why you thought it would make sense to partner with Morton Group? Well, in some ways it starts with that partnership uh, because I think when you're starting an organization or you're leading an organization, it can be extremely lonely and it can be very challenging to find values aligned mentorship. So when I started out, I you know, was looking to who is moving and shaking in this area, who's an entrepreneur, uh, and of course, an entrepreneur who's doing meaningful work. And of course, Mary, you were at the top of the list, so got an introduction as swiftly as I could. Uh, and I think that, you know, it makes total sense for Morton Group and the care plan to come together to offer meaningful knowledge and room to learn with a community of peers about how do we lead ourselves? How do we lead ourselves? How do we lead healthy organizations uh, with collaborative and driven and engaged team members? And how do we make the impact that we want to make within our communities? So, you know, really this has been a dream for a long time and Morton Group made the absolute most sense uh, as a partner because of the values alignment, some of the um, parallels in our work and our deep commitment to the internal practices that we coach our external clients around. Wonderful. Uh, that is exactly um, why we wanted to work with you. We, again, have a history of working together, and um, this does seem like, a, a you know, it, it makes a lot of sense in terms of how do we elevate the work to the next level. Um, for Vic, I'd love to know how you see this work in terms of the work you're doing. And you're working with, again, you, you talked about some focus on the trans and binary community. Talk a little bit about why you think leadership work, leadership support uh, may be particularly helpful uh, to those communities. Yeah, absolutely. What a great question. Thank you. Um, there is so much to be said about the ways that we as folks from intersectionally marginalized communities have innovative, incredible means and ideas about leadership and about the ways we create not only spaces of leadership for ourselves, but also real, you know, legacies of mentorship. And that's, that's how we do. That's how we've always done uh, in communities. And it's, for me, it's one of the things I am most proud of and most proud to have been a part of in the communities that I've been part of uh, for a couple of decades. And so often that type of innovation is not what is seen or recognized in, in sort of the broader culture as the qualities of leadership. And in this particular moment, the world of work and the workplace is changing in revolutionary ways that have a great deal to do with those types of innovation and the need for 
those types of innovation. And so for me, this is this beautiful ripe moment to have people singing into the space of leadership that is needed and called for because much of what has been is being washed away and necessarily so. I totally agree with that. And, and it is the lifting up, right. Um, of these ideas and concepts that we're going to do at the leadership Institute. So it's a great place for people to really connect with some other folks, um, who may have had similar experiences of not being heard or validated in their, in their workspace. Jacob, as someone who, um, is at the beginning of their career, right? You've had a career, you've been, you've been a dancer, you've been in the arts, and you're and you're going to be, you know, doing some other things down the road. At Morton Group, as you know, we are a multiracial, cross generational team, uh, and that's intentional. And so we have folks on our leadership team and have been on our leadership team, you know, as young as thirty uh, and and uh, beyond. And I'm curious what you have already noticed, whether it was in the arts community or in uh, working with the care plan, or even with Morton Group. What are some of the, the important pieces around leadership that you've noticed that you think, this is something I'm gonna you know, take in and, and down the road, this is gonna become useful information for me. Are there any things that, that, that really have been particularly helpful to you? Mm, yeah, good question. Yeah, I think intentionality is big, intention. Um, like setting an intentional culture, a way of communicating processes and spaces where people can come together and create energy and be together in a way that is uplifting or just brings joy. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of the Leadership Institute is coming back to a sense of simplicity and human connection and not everything has to be about the product or the bottom line, but how can organizations come together and just be, be in top conversation? Um, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but a lot of it for me personally is about energy and about how we feel when we're at work. Um, and I think that's something that the care plan and Morton group does really well. Um, so I definitely want to lead with that as I grow in my career. Wonderful. So let's talk a little bit about the world of work. As you mentioned it, Vic, it has changed. And um, certainly there were significant changes at the beginning or the onset of COVID, which we are still dealing with, yet you know the world has opened back up. And now in terms of what people um, essentially will deal with, want to experience, right, where they're, while they're at work. There's so many things that people had a lot of time to think about while they were at home. Uh, and what what have you seen in terms of how it has changed? Can you give me some examples of either experiences or, or um, folks that you've spoken with in terms of how their perspective has changed with regard to work? Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> I would love to. Thank you. This is, for me, this is so much of what's on my mind right now is bearing witness to this change I would assert that we are going through among the biggest changes in the world of work really since you know we went from a, a very much factory-driven economy in this country into a service economy. I think we're going through a shift that big. And, and before that, even some of the stuff around industrialization itself, 
you know, previous to that, we had five or more generations in the workforce because there weren't really child labor laws. Right now, this is one of the first times we again have five generations in the workforce, not because mostly we don't have child labor in this country, that's legal at least. Um, you know, we have some of that intergenerational stuff that's happening between people is is creating this tumultuous space that we're seeing across the organizations we work with almost to the letter. And people think that they're kind of experiencing something, gosh, we're having this really hard time in our organization. And I'm really enjoying reassuring them, you are not alone. Every organization we are working with, down to a one, is experiencing some of these sea changes. And it it doesn't just have to do with generations. It has to do with everything that's going on right now. But to my mind, it comes down to, as you mentioned, what will people put up with? And I see that as what will people ex- uh, accept, mm-hmm. right? Combined with what they expect, mm-hmm. which is where I tumble on it <laughs> verbally. But, you know, the the shift around those two has changed so massively. So for instance, you know, we all know that during during the sort of lockdown period of the pandemic, so many things went remote that we never even considered could be remote. And so many things also just went on pause that we didn't know could pause. And then all of a sudden, you know, here we are, we're back in what people are considering somewhat normative and organizations are saying, well, you know, come back to work this many days a week or this many days or all the days. And employees are just simply saying, no, no, I won't do that. And I won't be doing that. Matter of fact, I won't be working more than a, you know, four day week, wait, four day a week work week or this many hours. People are asserting very different things that they will accept now. And if employers don't mean it, they're like, cool, I'm out because I can't. That's right. That's right. So many people have left the workplace right. and I'm still trying to figure out where they went, honestly. I, I, I mean, but they have absolutely decided this is not for me and I'm, I'm going to do something else, right? That's bringing me yep. some joy. I mean, because that's one yep. thing, and I'm, I'm going to come right to you, Jackie. That's one thing that I think is so important is that people are talking about how do we find joy, right? Hello. How do we find joy in our everyday life we spend most of our time at work i don't know who came up with that um you know but we spend most of our time at work uh jackie what did you want to add well i just wanted to add and thank you vic for those comments because you're absolutely right um there's a framing that we have at the care plan that i find very helpful when talking about the workplace we say that we want our folks to know you are consumers of healthcare. And you should have expectations of your healthcare providers and give yourself the time and room to think about what you really want. And that is the same lens I would apply here. I think the COVID-19 pandemic brought things into very clear focus for many people. And people changed, right? What you were doing in 2019, you might be a very different person now and want to do different work or be want to be in a different environment. And so I think that people are viewing themselves as consumers within the workforce, that what will I accept? What do I deserve? You know, what what is aligned with my values and what organization provides service that I can be proud of? And for folks in leadership who haven't made that transition, it's very difficult to be the employer of choice. It's very difficult to retain your team. 
So thinking about, you know, really the real exchange of labor and time and talent that is happening and treating your internal workforce like your clients, right? They are your clients as much as the external folks you serve. So I think there's like a, uh, a an evolution that people and the generations are pushing, especially millennials and Gen Zers are really pushing this, you know, need for quality of life in your workplace as well. Thanks for letting me chime in. Vic, what did you want to add? I just wanted to thank you. I just wanted to add a, a point that our, our brilliant colleague, Marche Sylvester, brought up recently in a training, which is that, you know, and we are coming through this period where, you know, Gen Zers, you know, came up through school with IEPs. They have an expectation that their needs will be met and that they should be supported in succeeding. And so they come into a workplace and say, well, I, I believe that what I need should be accommodated. And there's a lot of workplaces that are like, are you kidding? How would we, what, we're going to accommodate everyone as though that's some really fantastical idea that's impossible. And folks from that generation are like, yes, yes, simply, yes, you are, or you'll be left behind. And that's the size of it. And what is IEP for our listeners? IEP stands for Individualized Education Plan. Tell us what uh, workshops you are uh, facilitating. Tell us about the session that you are facilitating. Yeah, so I will be co-facilitating creating a healthy work culture with Victor and Marche Sylvester. Um, For this, we're really asking participants to define what culture and what healthy culture means to them because I certainly don't consider myself an expert in this. And I, we want to hear what the participants, what their perspective is to, to Vic's point. You know, the gener- every generation is going to have a different framing around what this means. And as we go through that, we have developed seven core leadership tenets that are crucial Um, to creating a healthy culture. And these combine both um, frameworks from Morton Group and the CARE Plan. And I'd like to read those off. Those are rest, joy, value, engage, motivate, empathize, reflect. That's it. Those are the seven. And we really intentionally started with rest and joy, to everyone's point earlier. How are we finding rested, joyful um, relationships and um, embodiment at work. And embodiment is important because that is a part of our segment as as well, is not only how do we create um, a way to actionalize these tenets, but how do they feel? How do they rest? How do they manifest in our bodies? How do we show up differently at work when we are joyful? What does that mean for our relationships, not only at the workplace, but also how are we coming home um, from work to the people that we love? And so there is a um, cyclical or circular nature um, to these tenets as well that we will be visiting. And Jackie, you're going to be doing a workshop and also um, moderating a panel. Can you tell us about those two pieces of the program? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, So the day is designed to have these three core workshops, creating a healthy culture, which Jacob just shared with you. Uh, And then we will have a panel on leading ourselves, 
and leading others, which will include you, Mary Morton, uh, Chris Smith, and Anna Deshawn. And that's going to be a really unique opportunity to peek into the behind the curtain, essentially, of leadership uh, of three absolute powerhouses within our community uh, who have all built nonprofits, grassroots organizations, businesses on, of course, with their teams, but they've done it based on their passion and their vision and their capacity for problem solving. So we'll be looking at everything from uh, how do how did you translate that passion into developing your organization? How do you nurture yourself while you are leading? Um, we'll get into some specific examples around how you apply different theories and frameworks in the course of your work uh, and how we sustain ourselves as leaders. So I'm very excited for that second workshop of the day. I think it will be incredibly dynamic and participants will have an opportunity to ask questions uh, of some of their their role models and some of some of um, just our most treasured uh, leaders in the community. So I'm really excited to moderate that panel. And then we will close the day with a section on communication for the new workforce. In our consulting work, communication, I would say, is the number one challenge that most organizations experience. And there is not a guidebook for leaders on how to be an effective communicator and how to lead your team in effective communications. So we really hope to uh, give participants the opportunity to leave with strategies that are proven, that work, uh, that come from trauma-informed frameworks. So in that workshop, I'll be co-leading with Avi Bowie, a longtime consultant with Morton Group and a good friend. And we both are very rooted in trauma-informed frameworks. So we'll help participants understand how do you assess, manage, and address your own trauma responses or your own instinctive responses that may not be helpful around communication? How do you prevent conflict in the workplace? And how do you improve communication throughout your team? So that's a that's a quick run through of those two workshops. Vic, how has your leadership changed over years? You talked about having a, a 20 year kind of career in various aspects of the work. Can you think of how you have changed? Oh my gosh, Mary, so much, <laughs> so much. Yeah, a couple of ways. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, so number one, kind of starting from now and moving backwards, getting to work with the care plan, getting to work in very, very close concert with Jackie has been a space of really profound investment mutually, um, but certainly on Jackie's part into me. Uh, and and really diving more deeply into frameworks around trauma-informed care has shaped the way I'm interested not only in leading but also things like supervision. Uh, you know, we we I think probably most of us in this room know that for the most part, folks who are in supervisory positions very often don't get there because they particularly know anything about supervision, and and that certainly was true for me. You you do things by hook or by crook you know, trial and error. And, and that error comes at a cost of people's experience. And so, you know, I have known myself to be someone who, who leads with my ethics and leads with my heart always, but not having any of that support and that mentoring that 
not only welcomed me to be my whole self, but also believed in me completely. You know, Jackie and I have known each other for 20 years. We have the kind of trust that um, is, is so profoundly mutual that my growth is inevitable. And so that's been, that's been a, a, just a tremendous process for me and, and probably the biggest learning experience for me in my adult life. So that's, I would say, one of the biggest pieces. Working backwards from that, because of being very, very rooted in the communities I've gotten to be a part of, I've had the chance to have people around me who taught me very much by example. In particular, I've had a lot of really brilliant trans women in my life who have shown me just a tremendous amount amount about leading with a lot of grace, understanding things like managing up, understanding things about code switching, about how do you move in a workplace in a way that's, that is not only courteous, but also professional on a consistent basis. Uh, those are things that I feel like I have learned the most about from trans women in my life. And that's been a real blessing. Um, so yeah, there's, I, I feel like I've had so many incredible teachers, so it's, it's mostly been about the teachers for me. That, that sounds um, like you have figured out a way to get the support that you need. It may not have come to you initially, but you have down the road, you've received it. And, and to your point earlier, um, many of us have been promoted to roles and there wasn't a mentor or a coach in sight, Mm-mm. right? And that is, again, this idea that many people are promoted, not because they've been a supervisor, but because they've done their current role well. That's right. And they're rewarded in some ways. Yet, we have not provided any kind of development yeah. for that person to lead. And I'll be sharing uh, some of my experiences and, and my leadership um over the years, I came out of Loyola uh, University and went into a management role. And um, while I had, you know, done a little supervising here or there, I was at the American Dental Association of all places. And um, there was no one in sight who was going to necessarily take me under their wing and say, here's here's what you do and, and, and those kinds of things. I had to find those people uh, by trial and error. And... Um, that can be very, uh, it, talk about trauma. Uh, it can be very trauma-inducing. Um, I was the only young Black woman in a sea of white faces, uh, and I was supervising people that were old enough to be my grandparents. And le- and don't think they didn't tell me that on a regular basis. So, um, you know, really, um, y- you learn so much. And when I was really thinking about uh, Morton Group, I wanted to build the company that I always wanted to work in. And so that is a major impetus for how we operate. And uh, we will be talking a little bit about that in the um, morning session when I do, uh, I provide some um, opening remarks uh, around my leadership journey. So this is all really exciting. We had a chance earlier today to kind of go through our entire program. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And Jackie, what did you want to Well, Mary, I just want to recognize how important it is for people to hear those stories because oftentimes leaders look at everybody else and see, oh, they're succeeding. They got all this money for their org. They're on every, you know, newspaper article. They seem so happy all the time. And I think that's part of why it makes so much sense for us to do this institute to say, this is the real 
part of the journey. It is not what you see on social media. It is not necessarily that everything just works out. It is that you have, for your team, continued to invest in development, continued to evolve. Because Morton Group is 20 years, 20 years young. Is that right? Maybe a little more? Yeah. Mm -hmm. About 22 years now. Older than 20 years. So being able to change with the times, to continue to nurture our teams and, and help everyone, including ourselves, evolve, that does not happen on accident. And I just really appreciate you sharing even just that peek into your experience, because I know there are so many folks that would look at you and say, well, look at how amazing Mary is and have no idea the blood, sweat, tears that have gone into it. And I think having this space for leaders such as ourselves and those who are emerging and those who need renewal and inspiration, come to the well. Join us on November 3rd because that's exactly what this time is about. And thank you, Mary, for sharing. Absolutely. Well, we're going to wrap up in just a moment, but before we do, um, I'd love to hear from all of you. And I'm going to start with you, Jacob. What is one thing that you would love people to to leave the Institute with? What What are you hoping that folks may take with them? Well, there, there may or may not be, I don't know if you heard, Mary, a little dance party in there. So I hope so. I certainly hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope they leave with a couple new moves, mostly. And I just, I want everyone to be seen, feel seen, be in community, these spaces to get together. They are rare. We're trying to make them less rare, but I just want everyone to feel like held and and in community. Wonderful. Vic, what are you hoping folks leave with? Jacob, Um, I am hoping that people leave with a really energized sense of feeling interconnected. You know, we talk a lot about how isolating moving into spaces of leadership can be. And I think particularly for for those of us who have kind of come up through the ranks in whatever different way, that experience in and of itself of of having people who are your peers suddenly not be your peers, those relationships changing, the communication changing, getting some relief from that isolation and a sense of, wow, not only am I not alone, I am surrounded by fabulous people who have a lot to teach me and a lot to contribute. Wonderful. I love it. And Jackie? Yes. I I hope that in addition to the other things that have been said, that people leave with strengthened confidence, that you are able to take the lessons that you've learned that day and implement them with the confidence that you are an effective leader and that you can change as a leader if you need to. Uh, So those those are the primary pieces. And of course, because I am queer and black and proud of it. I want people to center themselves in their leadership journey and be able to lean into their cultural lineage to continue to innovate. So not just that, you know, we're trying to fix systems we inherited, but we're trying to dream the future that we need. I love it. I love it. And if people can walk away with any of this, I think we will have been successful. Uh, How can people register for the event? People can register on our Eventbrite page, Becoming the Leaders We Need. I'm sure that we will link that uh, in the description section of this podcast. And you can always reach out to any of us. You can reach me at Jacqueline at the-care-plan.com with any questions or contact Mary. We'd be happy to help. That's right. And that's Mary M at mortongroup.com. And we'll have all that information um, as we uh, push out this podcast 
I want to thank you all so much for talking with me today. I'm totally excited about the Leadership Institute. It is on November 3rd. Did we say that? It is November 3rd, and it starts at 9 a.m. and will conclude about 4. And you heard Jacob. There's going to be dancing, so I don't know what more you need to hear, okay? Um, Dancing, something that I've really tried to bring to Martin Group um, on a regular basis, Jackie. The one final piece I want to be sure folks know is that CEUs will be available. So if you are a social worker or a therapist and you are looking for CEU accreditation for your diversity or ethics CEUs, please do reach out. We would love to have you there. Okay. And Jacob? Yes. You can also learn more about the Leadership Institute at mortongroup.com slash TLI. And if you have specific inquiries, you can email the Leadership Institute at mortongroup.com. And that's all spelled out, the Leadership Institute at mortongroup.com. That is right. All right. Well, thank you so very much. I'm looking forward to seeing you on November 3rd, although I know I will see and talk to you before then. Uh, This has been another episode of Gathering Ground. I'm Mary Morton. Until next time.